Welcome to the Visions of a Better World podcast. We are part of Global Visions, an association founded in Helsinki, Finland. Our goal is to bring people and organizations together as well as develop ideas and ways of thinking to make the world a better place. In this podcast series, our association is represented by me, project planner Petri Lahtinen, and Max Dalberi, the founder and chairperson of the association. We are also inviting guests to the podcast to discuss themes that are important in making the world a better place. Welcome, everyone. Recently, we have had the fortune of having quite, quite a lot of interesting guests on our podcast, and we are very grateful for that. But uh, today, we are returning, sort of speak back to basics, and uh, we are. It's just the two of us, me, uh, Petri Lahtinen, and the project planner of of Global Visions, and uh, I'm here with. Max Talberi, the founder of Global Visions. Yes, hi. Great to be here once again. So, the topic for today is uh, global basic income, uh, a theme that has been uh, very important to the association, especially last year. And uh, during December uh, of last year, we hosted the first live event Uh, and the topic was global basic income and the final item on on, on the on the program was a panel discussion on basic income and i think probably uh, when you're hearing this particular episode we have already released that panel discussion as a separate podcast episode as well as a, a youtube video But the reason we are discussing this topic once again uh, between just the two of us was that there was maybe some things that and, and areas that were left unexplored during that panel discussion that was limited to one hour and and there was uh, four four people discussing that and me as a moderator so maybe we can start off um, by kind of stating why uh, we are what what's the angle we are uh, looking at here today that was not maybe presented during that panel discussion yeah so the idea here is to look at at the global basic income from a visionary perspective To, to think that it would exist first and then then to look at the possibilities of this. So a visionary perspective is the one that we are looking at now, not, not taking into consideration the difficulties of implementing this in the first place, but, but looking at it when it would be implemented and why it could be a revolutionary and a good idea. Uh, yeah, but maybe it's first important to, to talk about the problem of this, of, of a global-based income and the free movement of people as was brought up in the panel discussion. Uh, so the problem is realizing a global UBI and the free movement of people at the same time, because this would lead to, to people moving to the countries with the highest basic income from countries with, lo- with a lower basic income. So these two reforms together f- pose, as we see, a, a problem like this. So then the alternatives would be to implement just one of them or, or both, but restrict some points of, 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 of a global basic income, for instance. So if, if, it was, if we would realize a free movement of the people first alone, then in the long run this would mean that wage levels in the world would be close to equal, and then a global basic income could be realized. But, but this would naturally take a long time, of course. But, but people who have wrote, written about the free movement of people have, have thought that in the long run wage levels would be pretty similar across the world. Uh, so this would be the option of, of realizing only free movement of people first. But then the other option could be to realize UBI only for the native population in the rich countries of the world, and maybe just partially for immigrants who would who would move to these countries through the free movement of people. Then these immigrants could have could be would have a working requirement or 
or a lower UBI first off, but but this would of course not be globally just or equal, but but maybe it will still be the only way for people to accept these reforms in in the rich countries, and then this setup could be altered later, and 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 the immigrants will still benefit a lot from the free movement in this model, and the economy of the rich countries will also benefit. Uh, one has people have suggested that the global GDP could could more than double through the free movement of people. And, and, and actually a global-based income could then also be more easily funded through this growth in GDP, through the free movement of people. Or then another option would be to just start with basic income in some countries, and if this would yield positive results, then other countries could copy it. So these are the different options and the problems regarding them. Yeah, I was thinking that, that since the, if we're starting sort of I don't want to maybe use that word problem, but that kind of uh, one one particular issue, let's say, that interests me in the the possible implementation of of, of uh, global basic income is, is 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 the question of of the money itself and the currency, uh, not in the sense of uh, not yet going to the question of how how the funding would be organized and. And before I go any further, I should, I should emphasize that this is definitely not my field of speciality. But from what I have uh, read from few different places, is that um, that if we look at well, because global basic income or basic income in general, it would be uh, it basically what it boils down to is is is, is money uh, in the a social allowance given to individuals that's the usually the 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 proposition that is is presented uh, while advocating for basic income in in, in individual countries or or uh, even specific areas in a country but uh, Globally speaking, the, the the like monetary economy is very very interesting and, and also challenging thing because, like we can, like if we look at money, it's actually what we would we could call a real abstraction. That's like a thought idea that then becomes an object. So it's question of or the idea of correspondence. Uh, simply put, that that money itself it, like if you if, uh, traditionally we think of uh, coins that are made out of metal uh, paper money which is made of, out of paper but now more and more it's uh, it's digital on your on, in, on your bank account so uh, and and this was previously this was the it was the question of the correspondence of money was probably easier, but then in 1971 there was the turning point when the, the president of the United States at the time, Richard Nixon, kind of uh, separated the the interna- international convertibility of the U.S. dollar for, from gold, and this is called, I think, uh, was it called? Uh, Nixon shock, yeah, that was the term that is used. It, but if we think now, for example, money as 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 it's that we are using less and less physical money, so we're we're paying uh, through our bank accounts directly with cards or uh, bank transfers online. So then we can imagine that money is a limitless and inexhaustible instrument of economic policy, since, for example, a country that has its own uh, central bank can always in theory generate more money and this I think has been the case in some countries in Latin America and as well as this was an idea that was put forth during uh, the the worst economic crisis in recent history of, of the country of Greece when the, they, there was discussion of Brexit and later on, when they decided not to go through with it, there was it was revealed that the 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 uh, ministry of economy at the time, Yanis Varoufakis, 
had a plan of generating like the, if they would separate or get out of the euro currency that they would generate a certain amount of uh, the old currency drug must do each citizen's bank account but uh, there is also if we think about the then yes money we can generate money uh, endlessly but then there's also the question of uh, the the limitless or the actually not limitless but actually the limit of natural resources and raw materials that are still elemental to human life and human societies but not going too deeply into that right from the start but then the the if we even want to sort of imagine this vision or utopia of global basic income then we also have to sort of imagine a system uh, that is planet wide that could uh, that would be a functional cash transfer system in numerous countries and I think this was brought up also in the panel discussion that that there are still a lot of countries that do not have similar sort of like uh, money transfer systems as we have in in most of the western countries so that's uh, the, the transfer system uh, d- developing that also the idea of having a central bank so we would require sort of a global central bank and then there's also the the question of of of, uh, of not maybe entire countries, but certainly a number of local cultures that still don't belong uh, to the sphere of monetary economy. So those are some 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 questions that must be addressed at least while visioning a basic income that is planet wide. Yeah, I mean, rural areas in the global south are the biggest problem here because many there are millions of people who live outside monetary economy, mm-hmm. and and giving them money, just money, would maybe not not help them at all. Instead, for instance, food prices could increase when there would be more demand created through this money. Uh, thankfully, of course, the majority of people in the world do not live like this, and and hopefully the, the amount of these people will be smaller in the future as well. Uh, but this is of course a current problem now if, if you envision a global basic income today and then the other big problem is, is of course the raising the money money for this it's i mean it's it, it's it, it's it would be needed a huge amount of money so this is of course a problem one idea that was brought forward in the panel discussion by Patomaki was green greenhouse gas uh, ta- taxation so that could be one one idea of course but but yeah but that is the problem here but but then if, if you could find this money money for the people, then this would have probably good results because we have seen in, in different basic income experiments that the, the, peop- the activity of the people, the monetary activity increases through this basic income. So once we get once we would, would find this money, then, then it, it could lead to positive economic impacts in the long run. Yeah, and one, one researcher that I have come across while uh, examining this topic was uh, I think his first name is Myron Myron Frankman uh, who uh, uses the term planet-wide uh, basic income uh, has suggested for example a progressive uh, progressive uh, taxes and uh, taxing the especially the the richest individuals and also corporations of the world since there is the question that uh, in his mind this the the project of a planet-wide basic income and also the free movement of people is a question of of global equality which is uh, tied very much into the question of uh, the unequal the the, the, the the wealth of the world both uh, financial wealth and and the wealth of natural resources is very it's very unequal and and I think this was also an topic or a question that 
uh, Risto Marjoma brought up, if not in his uh, in in the panel discussion, then in his own presentation that the that the, when we are discussing, for example, the uh, global north and global south, that the global north, the wealth is we have more wealth compared to the global south but then we it's very impossible from an ecological and sustainable perspective to assume that uh, that the global south could uh, reach up to a level where they uh, economic level where they could have same uh, amounts of money to consume so the, the question of consumption, production and consumption are also uh, issues that have to be taken into consideration here. So uh, the, so maybe in the long run the, 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 the implementation of a global basic income is also or maybe should be a question of, uh, of, of the Newly, new redistribution of current wealth and resources. Yeah, for sure. And one, one central topic here is of also the, the level of, of the UBI, setting the level of the UBI. One idea that I had in my, in my own book was that, that the amount of, of the UBI could be relatively higher in countries with a lower income, but lower on an absolute level compared to, to richer countries. And this will also tie into consumption and, and lessening the consumption in, in the global south uh, and if there would be a free movement of people then then setting the level higher relatively higher in in countries with a lower income would also lead to the fact that these people would not as easily move to move to richer countries mm-hmm. so this would, could be one way of, of setting the level of the ubi maybe people could even agree on on setting it like this at least to some level yeah and then one topic that also came to my mind now was the that what for example Peter Eratu, who was who is the current chairperson of uh, BN Finland, that is Basic Income Earth Network. Uh, he brought this up. Uh, he has brought this up both in our one of our podcast episode where episodes where he was a guest. Uh, and also during his presentation uh, that, for example, when we are just discussing basic income on a local level, let's say in our current country of residence, that is Finland, that, for example, if you live in Helsinki, the capital, the rents are higher than if you live, for example, in a smaller city or a, or a town but then there's also this uh, bringing this this topic back to what we have already discussed today is the question of like we we have data showing that for example in Helsinki that people usually they had less square meters per person uh, in, in 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 their apartments and now it do during the pro during history or during the uh, course of time that amount has increased and increased so then there's the question that yes of course we can easily assume that people with higher living costs should get more higher basic income because if you get give the same amount of basic income then that same amount will not suffice for peop- for a person living in a city, big city, than it than it would be for a person living, for example, in a s- smaller apartment or, or not even a smaller apartment, but in a cheaper apartment outside of a city. But then there's also this uh, goes into the question that we have also dealt with uh, in in. Uh, uh, within the activities of Global Vision is the question of basic needs. So, of course, people people need housing and people need uh, nutrition, but then there's the question that what is sufficient housing or sufficient nutrition for, for, uh, the, for, for the fulfillment of 
basic needs and then the question of how should the how should the basic needs of humans and basic income be coupled together yeah basic income would probably have it's inevitable that a basic income would need to be partially partially in the richer countries because having a full basic income would be such a high amount of money that it would be really difficult to to tax 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 this or get the income through through taxation but then in the global global south people could fulfill their basic needs with a much smaller amount of money so so maybe it could be possible to find some kind of way of 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 dealing with these different levels in a way in in different countries which will satisfy people's basic needs at least to some point yes and then there's also the well let's let's stick with uh, for example nutrition uh, that is food consumption for example that let's say that people here especially in the uh, nordic countries most of us get our daily nutrition either from uh, various restaurants but uh, mostly from grocery stores so we we go to a supermarket or a grocery store and we use money to buy certain food items that we then prepare and consume in our home but then uh, like we discussed with the monetary system that is still uh, somewhat insufficient in some areas of global south the same case can could could be made for example with food consumption that there are still a lot of areas that that they the, the primarily the food consumption is not tied with the supermarkets that they are local local food production and people might buy the food from marketplace from di- directly from the pr- producer or there might be exchange economy that there are people who focus on food production and then there are people who focus on producing other things and then they exchange these items without money being involved and then there's the question that 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 if we if we in the uh, global level if we start implementing uh, a renovation or innovation such as a basic income then that we could say that for example in 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 the global north it's it's very easy to imagine that people would use that money for example to buy uh, food items that are elemental for the fulfillment of basic needs but then in the global south the question is more complicated because then the there not only that there must be uh, a money transfer systems generated or developed but then there's also has to be infrastructure where that money can be uh, used in a constructive and meaningful way so also the fulfillment of basic needs in in uh, it it varies in different areas maybe that's the point where i was getting for example that that for example if you want to couple basic income with the fulfillment of basic needs there for global justice and equality to prevail there must be also the we must be make sure that there is the larger system or infrastructure which allows those basic needs to be fulfilled yeah yeah absolutely i mean uh ubi will probably not be the first global change that should happen but maybe the last when there already would would be more global prosperity equality and development that when there there would be no areas in the world that would be completely left out so it's it's maybe not not the, the best thing to do now but but in in the future it could be a good idea and and it i mean it's quite an exciting idea the, the idea idea of a global ubi and the free movement of people because it, it would mean a kind of universal politics and a universal way of structuring the world and it would be it would be also a truly cosmopolitan system 
where each person would be treated in the same way and would receive the same help and position in the world. Uh, this would also be just and equal on a global level, so it, it could be easy to, to defend it from a moral point of view as well. And, and many people would, most people would benefit their own life through this basic income, would work harder in order to, to make their life even better. So, I mean, this would lead to, to many, many good things globally and more equality and justice. That's maybe the most important part here. Yes, and then one other point that comes into my mind was maybe some ideas and, and points that I came across while I was doing research for for the texts that uh, dealt with the idea of a green basic income that is basic income that would could be imagine having positive environmental effects and one interesting idea uh, that I came across while doing that research that I myself hadn't thought previously was uh, while I was reading some basic income proposals maybe or trials in Canada uh, in in those discussions and planning phase, there they they brought uh, the people from indigenous groups, indigenous tribes there, and and they, there's um, the tribal leaders that have their own council. Apparently, they express their concern that a basic income would could also have negative. Uh, not only environmental but social effects if it's paid for an individual because for these indigenous people and also I could imagine uh, some groups that are live in very close connection with uh, with their environment and nature feel that that it's the community that is the founding stone or the the, the the base for uh, for good dignified human existence and human life so they, they, for example one concern that they expressed was that if, if, if this basic income would be paid for individuals and then our current uh, culture or the dominant western culture is so focused on the individual and that the, the, that it would increase the consumption of the individuals if they get more money in their disposal and this was also one concern that was expressed within also the academia and this is of course or unfortunately it's it's very hard to uh, this is only just a theory since usually these environmental effects have not until now at least been taken into account when these basic income trials have been developed but for example if we think that uh, that the fulfillment or the pursuit of global justice and equality could happen through global basic income then there's also the question that like I said, going back to the point I made previously, that that there's also before, imp- like you said, that maybe it could be the last sort of innovation in, uh, in the pursuit of a global, globally just and equal world. Uh, then there's also what if we kind of try to vision the the steps leading up to that is that. For example, that we we could imagine that we need uh, sustainable communities uh, that, for example, have sustainable food production and sustainable energy consumption and and the production of energy before we can move to this basic income that is implemented globally. Yeah, yeah, it's a long road, of course, to, to get to this. And, and also this increased individualization could also be, or individualism could also be a problem. 
But then maybe it, maybe someone could also argue that the opposite could happen through a UBI because people would have more spare time and 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 be less be more free and maybe spend that time with other people. So the opposite could also apply. But but this is not this is something we cannot of course know. But in general, I think it would be important for the Western world to move back to a collect, to a more collective way of, of living. Now, now the individualism in, in the current societies is not a good good thing in any in any way. So in some some way, we should move back to a more collective way of life. Yeah, and, and one point that I was trying to think that ha- that crossed my mind that I didn't catch during my last turn of speaking was that. If we imagine basic global basic income as one way of also implementing a redistribution of wealth, for example, then we could also imagine that before there is, if if we think that funding global basic income could happen through uh, pro- progressive taxation and taxation of of, of wealthy individuals and co uh, supranational co- uh, corporations then we could also the road up to the global basic income one phase or stop between that in the middle of the road could be that we uh, that that the wealth would be re- uh, and not just wealth in a monetary sense but also the use of natural resources and raw materials could be redistributed so that, for example, if we go back to the like to a concrete example, if we go back to the food production, uh, instead of that we jump ahead to the idea that we we redistribute this wealth to uh, finance a global basic income that would also be paid to the to the population of the global south we could also imagine that that same wealth is first used to improve the general uh, conditions in poorer countries that the people have uh, genuine uh, possibilities and conditions and circumstances where they can pursue a dignified human life where their basic needs are met. Yeah, but there are many interesting possibilities with the, with the UBI, global UBI world. If you look, for instance, at globalization, maybe you could see that globalization could accelerate when UBI would mean that everyone would benefit from globalization in an equal way. And this could mean lead to a world that would be as efficient as possible in a global sense. And if you look at economic activity, then also economic activity could be done where it would be most efficient when everybody would benefit from it in an equal way through a UBI. And if you look more, if, if you look more closely at the economy of the UBI world, we, we could at least see that economic inequality would lessen, uh, innovations would pro- probably be more spread out evenly, since all would have the pos- this possibility through a UBI. Uh, the world economy could also maybe be more stable and, and predictable when we would know that everybody would get this UBI in, in, any, in any situation. Uh, and as, as I already said, the economic activity would increase, as we have seen already in the basic income experiment in Iran, for instance. Uh, maybe even economic growth could accelerate through more consumption through a UBI, but this would of course need to be decoupled from, from, from greenhouse gas use. Yeah, so th- there would be many interesting opportunities when it comes to globalization and, and the economy through a global UBI. And there would also be political implications for sure. Uh, because since the UBI would secure the basic needs of all, we could see that both national and global politics would become less polarized as a result. And there would probably also be less room for populism, more general well-being, and, and even economic savings under, under, indirectly through this, this well-being. This could be also a, so, so the economic effects could, in some sense, be, be positive, net positive through a UBI if people would feel better and cost less to the society through this. And in a, in a global UBI world, there would of course also be less room for conflict and actually no reasons to wage wars since everybody would benefit from the devel- development of the world in an equal way. Uh, there would also be more room for global cooperation for sure and, and less quarreling inside politics 
maybe left-wing politicians would want to increase the level of the UBI and right-wing politicians would, would they want to decrease it. This would be one big question, but many, many other questions would be much less important in a UBI world. Uh, so there are many in interesting opportunities through this, but this would of course re re require a new kind of global solidarity. But this is not impossible, since many, many people already uh, think that a global-based income should be supported. At least I would feel that surprisingly many people would support this idea already now. Yeah, speaking of, of politics and conflicts, uh, coincidentally, uh, the, uh, today when we are recording this, is the, uh, sadly the anniversary of, of the current uh, uh, war of aggression that Russia has launched against Ukraine. And when I think of countries such as Russia and it's well yeah let's say it's a, a country I was maybe going to speak only about the the head of state Vladimir Putin but then when I think about also the the, the power and the the position of the oligarchs the, the the richest part of Russian population the implementation of global basic income uh one one challenge also when we look at it from a political perspective is the is the kind of dismantling current uh, hierarchical systems and hierarchies in general because uh, it's I can imagine that there are a lot of people who are uh, let's say that they are. Uh, low or mid income and they could probably one could imagine that they would be more ready to advocate for uh, a thing like a basic income but then the problem I would say or challenge if we want to say it more in more positive terms would be the, the wealthier people and the people in power because it's historically speaking the, the, it's very the people who have not only gained power but also certain status and benefits it's very hard to sort of imagine their, them willingly giving up these uh, benefits, privileges wealth that they have uh, accumulated during during the the history of of these uh, the history of these certain individuals, but also larger groups and families. So, what it, basically what I maybe want to say is that that even if we accept uh, the global basic income as an as a positive utopia, I think we, in a very unavoidably, we have to also accept that it will be a radical uh, social political transformation in our current state of the world and politics and economy. So uh, even even though we, when we imagine this. Uh, world where there's a global basic income we imagine as a when we imagine it as an utopia where global justice and global equality prevail and the basic needs of all human beings across the world are met and people have the uh, capabilities of pursuing dignified human life there there it's i don't know if it's possible to imagine uh, a road leading up to that situation that would not be in some way radical so uh, there uh, there to even to vision that happening would require uh, ra radical transformations and innovations uh, in regard to the current systems and hierarchies in both political, economic and, and social uh, 
systems and structures. Yeah, it is of course a big challenge and especially a big challenge to get the rich people on board mm-hmm. in this. But if you look at climate change, then the coming effects of climate change might need to might lead to a new need for, for global politics and, and radical radical innovations on a global level. Mm-hmm. So maybe maybe a global based income could be possible at some point in the future, at least if people could agree on its usefulness on a, on a large enough level. But it's of course just a vision today, but, but still an interesting vision to entertain. And one, one other important, interesting point is that it could realize equality and freedom both at the same time, when, when everybody would get approximately the same amount and when everybody would be free to live their life with the help of this UBI. So it's, it's quite an interesting philosophical point to make that equality and freedom would pr- prevail at the same time through a global UBI. Yeah, exactly. I, I was just wondering now because I think that uh, as a utopia or a visionary idea we have sort of maybe now when I myself try to think up something to add to this conversation I find myself sort of running in circles and repeating the same points but maybe instead of doing that it could be interesting here at this point since most of this discussion has been sort of visionary as we as was stated in the beginning so maybe uh, if there's any idea of how because that's the the global basic uh, a society global society where a global basic income is implemented is sort of the the final stage the the final goal of this vision of this utopia so maybe it would be interesting to hear if you for example have any ideas of uh, what would, could be the first actual concrete steps that we now should make if we even want to pursue that uh, idea that might now seem impossible but could be a reality in in some uh, imaginable future well maybe the first step would be to to implement a basic income in, in in a single country and when we would see that it would work then more and more countries would would copy this idea so maybe this would be the the first step and there are many basic income experiments being done at this moment as well so so this could be a possibility in in in, in a quite near future actually mm-hmm. but then in the long run in order for our global basic income to be a possibility we would need more global cooperation and maybe something like a world government mm-hmm. or at least a way of of making global decisions together that would benefit everyone mm-hmm. and and in, in a democratic way so some sort of world government or or something resembling this would need to to be a reality at some point in the future but i don't know what the road towards this would be yeah and, and other alter- alternatives to that has have been proposed for example by uh, philosophers and political scientists such as uh, Amartya Sen and Martha Nussbaum uh, who have suggested that they so that we can guarantee uh the actualization of justice and equality on a global level would be uh, implementing and setting up uh, organizations, agencies and other other uh, actors and agents in the field that are not tied to any national interest that would surveil and and, and sort of act as a supranational and international uh, agencies and organizations that would sort of look out for the actualization of, of, of human rights and basic needs being fulfilled across the world but then also what it, when it comes to the, the basic income trials in, in single individual countries then also when going when I look back on the 
the research I did for the green basic income, uh, then also for these basic income trials, it would be important that the when they are designed, that they would they the in in their design it would be sort of the one thing or not just one thing but the one point that is important is to design them thus that they are they take the multitude of human life into consideration because previously uh, some basic income trials have been deemed insufficient afterwards uh, by uh, scholars, academics and researchers because they the data that they have produced is insufficient because that the gathering of data from certain certain parts of human existence have not been taken into consideration from the very beginning. So for example, this was also a thing that has been discussed in in the episode with BN Finland that we we recorded that the last basic income trial, for example, here in Finland was mostly concerned with the employment levels or the effect that global basic income would have on on employment levels, and then, for example, the the effects it would it had on individuals' mental health was not taken into consideration in the developing stage, but there, still there was some data that uh, that indicated that basic income uh, was beneficial for mental health. So there are many factors that should be taken into consideration when future basic income trials are designed so we could have a much more data that would support the implementation of basic income so we would have data that would uh, indicate that it's not only best beneficial for the economy but also for individuals or environment or whatever so in the in conclusion, the design of basic income trials must be more thought out and more inclus- inclusive in the future. Yeah, and nowadays the general idea is that society should not interfere in the personal life of an individual or, or especially his or her happiness. But maybe this is in a way a wrong, wrong way of looking at it. I mean, if, if, if it, there's a well-functioning society that is based on scientific knowledge and a democracy, Maybe there could at least be some ideas presented to the individual of how to live a good life. But a basic income would also mean that that person could by themselves build a good life for, 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 the, for themselves. So, so in this way, a UBI would be a way of for society to help the individual in building a good life. So this would be, in a sense, a paradigm shift. And then it could lead to more some other things in the future as well, when, when looking at the individual and, and his his role in society and, and the interplay between society and the individual. Yes, that instead of looking at the state as a system of control, we could shift uh, the perspective or the, the viewpoint to the idea that the state could act as, a, as, as, as an agent that is, its primary function is to take care of its citizens and individuals and this sort of goes back to the idea that was we discussed earlier about the communal character of human life so we can easily imagine that the, the in an individual culture the state's purpose for example from a neoliberal perspective is just to sort of generate the and and provide for the the, the, the possibilities and the, the structure for individual to pursue his or her life but if we think of a paradigm shift of sorts we could imagine that that the instead of 
this sort of way of looking at uh, looking at a state or its purpose we could shift the focus to a more communal perspective where the, the community is is a place and an entity where people are individuals are also looking after each other and 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 not just pursuing their own individual happiness in life but uh, a joint it's more of a joint project to pursue a meaningful and dignified human existence yeah and a global basic income and a basic income is it's just one vision that that we have presented here there are for so many other visions when we are trying to make the world more just and equal on a global level so we invite our listeners to join us in this discussion in, in envisioning a better world and, and in looking at the different possibilities. Basic income is just one possibility. Yeah, this is certainly a topic that may, we will discuss in the future as well. But today we have at least now uh, had the more more time and, 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 and sort of different perspectives to discuss again the the possibilities of basic income uh, also implemented as a global project. Yes, okay. So thank you everyone who has listened to this and we, we catch you in the, in the next episode. Yeah, thank you from my behalf as well. See you soon, hopefully. See you. Thank you for listening to our podcast. You can find us at www.globalvisions.fi. Check out also Max's book, which is available to download for free at www.avisionofabetterworld.net. We are also on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn and Discord. Everyone is welcome to take part in our activities and discussion, which is an invitation to reflect on how to make the world a better place.